to really understand technology, you have to live by it. And to talk about business, you must have experienced it first. In this show, we do both. But we also get backstage and enjoy the crack with other entrepreneurs with whom we compare experiences and learn about their secret sauces. Welcome to the Tech Post with me, Richard O'Donnell, and my co-host, Tony Frawley. So I mentioned before that I wondered why these little bells that come on bikes these days are so pathetic. If you remember when you were a kid, you used to have a really decent bell, like mm-hmm. a, a Notre Dame Quasimodo bell, <laughs> yeah. um, which really did work. Now you've got these really small little things that you put, need to put your, your yeah, ear people, down people to, wouldn't to hear. hear. Them at you all. couldn't hear them. Yeah. So I got to thinking, maybe there's a gadget that you can get for a bike that has a siren or some kind of a horn like you'd mm-hmm. have on a car. Mm-hmm. And there is. And I've no idea what it's called, because I'll have to look it up now that I've talked about it. Uh, but anyway, I bought it. It's a really good LED light. It's rechargeable, so it's, an, it's a USB port on it. You just stick it into your charger. But it has an extra button to the side that you press. And it, um, it basically uh, has four different sounds. One is a siren, one is a horn, like I mentioned, on a car, mm-hmm. and two others. So it's really good. You, you've been in situations where someone's about to open a do- yeah. car door out on top of you. Yeah. Your little bell isn't going to work. Shouting at them doesn't even work. So it would be good to have a horn on a bike. Absolutely. So that's what this does. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's really good because, if, you know, I'll often be out cycling and there's people walking in front of you. And you really want to notify them that there's a cyclist on its way. Because sometimes you can fright the life out of people yeah. if, you, if you cycle. So something like that's a very clever idea as well. Yeah, so not, just, not only is it good for, for yourself, obviously, it's good for the people who are out walking as well. Yeah, and just to talk about bikes for just a second, you and I had a quick chat before we came on about electric bikes, which I think we're going to do um, a new segment uh, in, in, the, in, a, in a future show I actually, think so. about electric bikes. Um, I have a bike called a Volt. It's a British bike. Really good. Really enjoy it. Uh, but I came across another one, which I think we briefly discussed before, called a Van Moof. Yeah. V-A-N-M-O-O-F. Nicely pronounced, Richard. Thank you very much. Yeah. in Dutch, you know. <laughs> um, so it's a Dutch bike. Um, but this bike is really, if Apple made bikes, this is the bike they'd make. Um, but again, that's just a teaser, I suppose, for the future. We'll talk about those yeah. again and, and electric bikes and, and indeed the stigma attached to electric bikes. You know, I have an electric bike. I get slagged off every time I get onto it that it's for old people. Yeah. And uh, why would you want one of those? But actually, the world has is, is been taken over by It's just like bikes. anything. People will say it until they start using it and they realize, God, this is absolutely fantastic way of getting to and from work. I don't have, it doesn't have to be all pedal power. I don't need to be a hero. You know, um, I think one of the first things that, that would come to people's minds, Richard, is how people uh, a number of years ago put small little motors on their bikes. So suddenly you look, you look and you see this person coming towards you and they're on a bike with this motor, <laughs> this really loud motor. Yeah. And people just laughed. Whereas these electric bikes are a different kettle of fish altogether. They're very, very impressive. They are super duper and they're getting better. But anyway, let's push on to the next section. Okay. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is um, you've probably noticed that in a lot of Apple uh, gadgets, uh, Apple phone, iPhone in particular, um, Apple made the decision about a year ago, maybe, is it now, to get rid of the headphone socket. So if you had wired headphones, which a lot of people still do, and just as an aside, I've noticed because I'm a big headphone fan, I've noticed there are people actually going back to wired uh, headphones or at least headphones that do both they're wireless and I'm one of them and you're one of them and so am I yeah so they're wireless for example the Sony uh, noise cancelling headphones I spoke about in a, in a previous podcast mm-hmm. here 
they're wireless by a Bluetooth, which is mm -hmm. great, but they also come with a, a wire if you want to plug yeah. them in. So the actual sound is better with a wire. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. And even with Bluetooth 5, which is very good, it still has mm -hmm. some sound loss. Mm -hmm. So if you have a pair of wired headphones and you buy a new iPhone and there's no headphone socket, what do you do? Well, the answer is there are various um, suppliers out there. Um, but uh, the one that I'm going to talk about is um, called iNASEN. I presume it's Chinese. I, as in I, N-A-S-S-E-N. -S -S -E it's a USB-C to 3.5 millimeter jack headphone adapter. So by definition, what it does is allows you to plug in this little adapter that goes into the USB-C port on your iPhone, for example, or your Samsung in my case. And the other end is a standard headphone socket. Now, that's handy and very small, mm. uh, really nice, nicely made as well. I have to say it really does look well. It's a it lovely does, piece yeah, of I'm furniture. Looking, looking at the picture of it here, yeah, it you really can see does. It. it comes in various different colors as well, but the one I went for matches my phone. It's in a, like a gold color. Um, now, the interesting thing is, if you remember in the previous podcast, we talked about a gadget from a company called FIIO, BTR5 no less. Mm -hmm. And what this was, was just to recap, was a gadget that um, sat between your headphones and your player, be it your iPad or your That's phone. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. And it, it basically gave you back studio sound. So in the MP3 process, a lot of sound is lost or taken out to make it small. This puts it back in again, and you but you have to stick a wire yeah. in. It yeah. doesn't do it wirelessly. Um, I actually think we found a competitor. Now, that was about £85. Mm. Call it, for sake of argument, €100. Euro. And this little gadget that we talked about, this USB-C to headphone adapter. iNASEN. iNASEN yeah. cost me £9 on Amazon. Big difference. Yeah. And what's very interesting is that it has a built-in DAC, which is a digital analog converter, which maintains the original headphone sound quality. Very good. So um, I was actually blown away by it. I'm really surprised. Now, what I really was looking for was the adapter because I don't have a headphone socket on my iPad in front of me here and I wanted it. Um, but I was really surprised to see that they had this noise, sorry, this um, sound enhancing function like I just mentioned previously. Which is which is crucial. There's no point in using it if the sound quality is hopeless. Yeah, and on top of that then it has noise cancelling. But what's interesting when you when we're talking about wireless headphones um and you know they've exploded over the last few years and I, I have a pair of them as well. But if you're doing a lot of Zoom calls, right, and you're spending a lot of time using using your headphones, it you cannot depend on wireless headphones. Because if the battery runs down, which has happened to me before, you're goosed. So I prefer to stick to the dependable um, wired in headphones at all times whenever I'm doing any online workshops or Zoom calls or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so as long as the sound quality isn't poor, and I think there's still a place for wired headphones because of that. Yeah, I think you, you get, of course, you get used to the convenience of not having a wire, you know, dangling in front of you if you're on your bike or you're sitting in a car or whatever it might be, you know, without the wire is a great novelty the first time. But actually, when you get sound quality back, like you do with a gadget like this, then I've actually found myself thinking, it's not such such an uh, it's not so awkward really well, to have a bit of wire hanging. It isn't. And so what what's your you know what are you willing to compromise? And for me, uh, reliability is the first thing. 
you know, I don't, I don't, don't want to be out for a walk even, for example, oh, my batteries have just gone, you know, or I don't want to be in a Zoom call and suddenly my batteries have gone. So that's the first thing, reliability. But the second thing I think is really important is the sound quality. The sound quality has to be good. There's nothing worse than, you know, buying a super duper pair of wireless headphones and the quality is really poor. So great, I've got convenience, but quality is terrible. Yeah. So it's getting the balance right is important. It is. I think so. I think this gadget for £9 on Amazon. You can't um, go wrong. It's absolutely, I mean, you really couldn't. Yeah, and as you mentioned there, it's a very nice uh, present for somebody, even if you wanted it for a birthday or, a, or even... I already said Christmas the C word Christmas earlier, so we're already... C word. It's, it's another <laughs> potential for somebody who likes their gadgets. Yeah. Nice stocking filler for Christmas time. Yeah, it's worth adding two other things. I, I almost mentioned it there to do with noise cancelling. Well, it has a noise cancelling function built into that um, little brain that it has in there. Um, and of course, hands-free calling is also available if your your headphones, of course, has that already built in. So, for nine euro, can't go wrong. Um, Amazon. There's a lot of them out there, by the way. There was uh, when I went looking, there was dozens of them, but this seemed to be the best. I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. I liked that built-in um, deck that I mentioned, the Hi-Fi deck, and uh, for ten quid, you can't go wrong. Absolutely. Okay, so moving to the next section, which is kind of a novelty um, you see them advertised a fair bit I think I saw this on Facebook in the first place they're a Belgian company called Nose N-O-O-Z which is basically a take on N-O-S-E I presume for people's nose Nose or Nose spectacles they're reading glasses so for some of us who now unfortunately need reading glasses they're very novel and interesting so I have a pair in front of me here. Oh, they do two or three. This, that's the sound of those. <laughs> There's the news. <laughs> those hitting, broken glasses hitting, hitting the ground. In the case, in fairness. And these, these are actually pince nez. Do you remember that? The pince nez. Anyway, they have no arms, this particular uh, set that I have in front of me. They have a flexible rubber thing that actually goes on your nose. You look uh, vaguely ridiculous, but... They're very handy to keep in your pocket. They're very, very small. I mean, if you look, you look very studious, Richard. Thank you. In fairness, for the first time. <laughs> look, you're about to pen a letter. That's right. You, make, you look a little bit like Dickens or somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Very handy for the odd time that you're reading something and you occasionally need, you know, uh, a boost in the magnification. So reading a reading restaurant things. menu or something like that. Exactly. Like that, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely perfect use for them. They're tiny, they're very small, aren't they? They're ideal. Very small, they're flexible. They come with their own little flat case um, and they happily go in your pocket. You don't know you have them in your pocket and they're really good. And they are about 15 euro or 15 pounds on Amazon as well. So nose, N-O-O-Z, spectacles. N-O-O-Z. Now, they do another very interesting one they call smartphone armless. So essentially it's the same ones again but they're they're uh, made even flatter, I think, and it's quite in a slightly different shape, and they stick onto the back yeah, of your phone. I think that's really clever. I can I can picture now, people really loving that because people who have reading glasses. I know my own mother um, before she got her her eyes done had probably I don't know ten different pairs of reading glasses. She could never find they were dot all over the house. But these ones attached to the back of your smartphone, so you have them with you all the time. Now that's very clever. It's clever, isn't it? Very clever. You can't lose them, and you'll have them with you, you know, if you're out and about eating in a restaurant or wherever you're at. They're they're always there with you. It's, it's really a great good. idea. Great idea. Now, actually, that real estate on the back of your phone is starting to get busy because I see people are giving you wallets now or producing wallets. And I don't like that. Card. I do not like that. I don't want to be on my phone showcasing bank cards at the back of my phone. I don't get that. Yeah. I see the convenience factor, but that wouldn't be for me. Whereas. 
this is this is very clever. Well, funnily enough, it doesn't work for you or I. I'm just looking. You've got a little uh, metal uh, disc on the back of your phone, the same as I have, actually. I do. Um, I use a thing called Wonder Holder for my car. What it is is a little magnet, literally fancy magnet that's the size of a euro, sticks onto the dash of your car. And then on the back of your phone, like you have there and I have, there's a little... Um, uh, metal plate like a receiver to, yeah. yeah yeah so it, instead of those remember those enormous phone holders that you had sticking out of your windscreen and, yeah. you know they were the just suction cup in the window huge yeah, thing yeah. well it takes away all of that and it's now down to the size of a euro and that particular one just to give them a plug is wonder holding. yeah that's brilliant as well I have to say so we couldn't actually if we still wanted to do, use our phones in that way we couldn't have this stuck onto the back of our phones but we're different so if you want a pair of sun uh, sorry reading glasses on the back of your phone the nose smartphone armless is for you. And the third type I have in front of me just um, off the press yesterday are called ultra slim reading glasses. Um, they uh, have an ultra flat protective case. There's no screws and it's made from nylon so it's unbreakable. And once again, it's uh, they're a very nice little piece of furniture if you like, but you can sit on them. You can put them in your pocket. You can obviously have them anywhere else around you. And likewise, they have a little hole in them that you can put a, um, what do you call those, little lanyard, I suppose. Oh, yeah, hang them around your neck. Hang around your neck or hang them somewhere else. Pretty good. Again, they're stylish, they're nice, and nothing to break. They're scratch-proof, and they come in all the various um, reading glass uh, strengths that you'd need from one up to three, you know, one, one plus, etc. I guess there's a huge amount of people who, who require reading glasses, isn't there? Well, I have been resisting it for years, and it's only in the last six months or so I thought, oh, bugger this, I better, I better go and buy some you know, reading glasses. So mine is the minimum prescription, and I'm, I'm resisting getting hmm. you know, anything stronger for now. Of course, um, need them, yeah. But for the occasional user, indeed, for the regular user, I often see people with reading glasses, and it annoys them that you know, they have to have them dangling around their yeah, neck, of course, yeah. or if they put them in their pocket, they break. Well, these will go in your pocket, They'll go in your briefcase, they'll go in your handbag, your purse, whatever it might be. And I have to say they're really good quality product. So they have three different, again to recap, three different uh, models starting at around £18 and the dearest ones, which would be these ones, uh, uh, retail at around 40 Very good. Okay, so that includes uh, the three gadgets um, and... Uh, there's uh, there's one other interesting thing that we forgot to speak about actually um, to do with apps and I know that you're a big user you introduced it to me and it's worth saying I think before we go any further called notability mm. yeah um, look most people prefer to use pen and paper okay um, and then you have other people then who love to use their their, their MacBook or their, their laptops in meetings but notability is a hybrid of both I think um, and I started using this probably about i don't know maybe 18 months ago and it's it's an app uh, that would combine your handwriting photos um any note taking that, that that you're doing um and you can use your ipad or sorry you can use your apple pencil with it now this i believe is a superb app as well for productivity so i have it on my uh, ipad so i'll use it in meetings um i'll use it obviously you know when i'm uh, in, in all different situations when you want to take notes it allows you to write onto the it's a very very um, good experience. It's not the same as writing on paper, but it's very, very close. So you can write on the screen of your you can iPad. You write on the screen. It allows you to properly file all of your notes in the one place. Okay. So it stops you having to 
you know look back for notes you've written on a4 pads or moleskins or any of that kind of crack but brilliantly as well what it does in a meeting it allows you to record that meeting as well so you obviously need to seek the person's approval is okay if i record this as well so while you're writing your notes it's also recording the meeting and once the meeting is finished when you're reviewing those notes it'll highlight very good it'll highlight the sections within it that you spoke about you know okay. particular areas it's really really good but also it allows you to drag and drop photos and images so if you take photos of a whiteboard session for example that you've just done with a client or to add them all into the, that particular note so you can log into your notability you can create all of your folders and subfolders on the left hand side and all your notes in the one place it's fantastic it's very very cost effective to buy it as well um i can't remember the price off the top of my head but it's small money to buy the app you need a a um obviously an Apple pencil to be able to type to be able now, to yes, write on it. Apple, does it work on other? Do we know does it work on other tablet types? So so Samsung, for example. I would I would assume it does. I'm sure. It does. Now there's loads of apps like Notability out there. This is the one that I did some research into, and I thought, yeah, this was really super for me. Yeah. I find it really really helpful. So, whenever I go anywhere, all I need to do is just grab my iPad and my pencil is with it, and off I go. I have everything I need. I've access to the internet. I've all my notes in one place. I particularly find it really handy if I need to record a meeting with somebody yeah. so that I can listen back to it and you know, fill in the gaps of stuff that I might have missed. Yeah. Uh, and again, for productivity, it's a godsend. Really you know, go, going back even 30 years in the technology business, they've been talking about the paperless office mm-hmm. um, since I started in this business. And really, technology has moved on to the point where I think you can really say now that there is such a thing as the paperless office. But but the link, the, the weak link in the chain, I think, has always been what you've just described, which is my pad that I have in front of me here, my A4 pad where I'm scribbling notes. Yeah. The trouble is, of course, that you know you have to file those notes, you have to remember where they were. There's no way of searching those notes because it's a bit of paper. So as I say, this seems to have um, solved that problem, that weak link problem. So it does. anything you write is now digitized. Exactly. And I like what you just said there about the audio visual side of things. You can actually talk or record too, can't you? You can, of course. Into the, that same note. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also type your notes as well if you want. So if you have a keyboard on your iPad, you, you don't have to write. You can type up your note if you want to. But yeah. what I find if, when you're in meetings, it's it's a bit distracting to be seen to be typing yeah whereas you still those people who still like to write this is a really great way of doing that so you're still writing as you would in a moleskin it's just capturing it all digitally yeah and capturing the audio of it as well yeah um you can actually while you're in the middle of the note as well so if you're not in a meeting for example and you're typing up a note you can just flip up on the screen and split your screen and have google on the left hand side and your note on the right hand side find what you're searching for and then drag it into the note wow so it's so a godsend take stuff off the web and, and yeah it in and the drop note. it straight in so I mean, there's lots of college students out there who should know about this app because, I mean, when it comes to taking notes and lectures, this is fantastic. The old way, I never really bought into the old way. I hate filing cabinets anyway, detest filing cabinets. It's the place where things go never to be found again. And you never have the note to hand when you need it. But to go into meetings, scribble in your notes in an A4 pad, take it out, put it into a folder and stick it into into a filing cabinet doesn't make sense you need to have access to everything well what i used to do in that situation in the past was i'd scan it so the laborious task of taking that handwritten note if you can remember or even have the time or the inclination to put it on a scanner and scan it in whereas this cuts out the middleman it does direct from you 
straight and it's more efficient so you can and, and what i should say about that as well is you can export that note straight away via email or into google doc and send it to the person who you've just met with yeah there's the notes i captured is there anything missing on that well I, I, to, to some to, to say that differently anything that is digitized you can do anything that you can do with a digital um note what's the word i'm looking for a, a digital format Absolutely, so anything yeah. that's in digital as you rightly say could either be emailed it could be WhatsApped. Yeah. It could be text. Absolutely. It could be yeah. edited. And it could obviously be printed if that's what you like to do. And you can keep scrolling. So you can create one note and it can be, you can just keep scrolling because it can be just one document. Yeah. So you could be working on something that you're researching. It's all in that one place. You could be working on that for over a few weeks and adding notes in and brainstorming. And it, as I said, it's so handy if you're about to go into a meeting and you want to go back in to just quickly catch up on where you were at from the last meeting. All your notes are, in the, are, are nicely stored there for you. Um, and and it's and it's great. it's not a significant investment if you already have a tablet, the app is not is, is not very expensive. You do have to go and invest in a, a, obviously one of the Apple pencils yeah. if you want to write onto it. But I definitely think it's worth it's worth talking about and uh, bringing to people's attention. It's interesting. The pencil costs far more than the app, right? Yeah, it does, of course. Yeah, so exactly. That's about a hundred quid. How much is the app? Tenner. As far as I know, from memory, I'm thinking back between ten and twenty euros. Yeah. If, if you think about it, and. Like the pencil, when I first saw it, I thought, "Is this going to be really gimmicky now?" You know, yeah. Uh, and but you you get very used to it. Yeah. It's it's relatively heavy. You could charge it by pl- just plugging it into your iPad. Um, the battery lasts ages in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's 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 it's. I think it's it charges. Excellent. I don't know on your particular iPad, but it charges as it goes, right? If you have an iPad Pro, um, you can sit it on top of the iPad Pro. And it'll char- it'll charge away for you. I didn't buy the iPad iPad Pro because I didn't actually need it. Yeah. Didn't need cable. I bought the standard iPad, um, and the, the the pencil works with that now. It didn't originally. Yeah. With, but the latest iPad that was bought out, I think you know maybe 12, 12 months ago. Yeah. It works on that. So it just magnetizes to the iPad, so there's no slot anywhere. It does, and look, there's there's other people that are using other similar apps to Notability as well. I'm just mentioning it, this one because I use that, but I think it would be useful for us to actually do a review some um, one of our sessions of all of the different types of apps like Notability. Yeah. To see which one comes out trumps. Otter is kind of like it, except it's pure audio. Exactly, you can't write. Yeah. So, look, I'm a big believer in being as efficient as I possibly can with my time and with the people I'm dealing with time as well. Cut down. There's just so much unnecessary administration yeah. in the world we live in today that if you look to technology and don't be afraid of it to see, will this make my life and other people's life easier? Then you should be looking to, 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 uh, to embrace it. Yeah. Don't spend a fortune, but just see if it's for you because it's not going to go away. Yeah. It's not going to revert all the way back to what, you know, the way we used to do things before. Um, and uh, I'm seeing more and more people now starting to become very comfortable with uh, technology, certainly in a, in, a, in a business setting. They're starting to realize that this actually isn't an, an inhibitor. Yeah. This actually can make my life a hell of a lot easier. It's the change management is the, is the interesting part of that. Um, for people like us who love gadgets and software, it's a no-brainer. Um, and we'll, we'll be doing another session on this uh, in the future to do with... Um, you know that embracing of technology particularly free technology such as software and hardware indeed that you can get these days that makes your life much easier and your business more streamlined agreed but i think notability here definitely ticks the box as for one of those game changers there's no doubt about it there's a lot of apps out there a lot of them are junk 
every week there's thousands or more hundreds at least of new apps and there there's nothing there that really has caught my eye in yeah, a long there's time. very there's very few things now yeah some of the ones we spoke with today now are definitely game changers but there's not um not too many highly innovative new apps coming to the market at the moment there are not um, I, think so. I think notability goes into one of our top 10 now just to remind people what we're going to do at the end of um probably the end of the year uh, or maybe early next year as part of this series is to go through our top 10 um, uh, apps and or gadgets of the previous year. So it'll be like the greatest hits of apps and gadgets. But I think <laughs> notability definitely gets my vote. For sure. Super duper, a game changer. For sure. Okay. Um, and uh, one, one other brief thing that I'd like to mention is an Irish company called Record Hub. The Record Hub. And thanks to Martin O'Carroll, our biggest fan, how are you, Martin, um, who brought this to my attention only two days ago. And what it is, is Vinyl LPs Online, and it's an Irish company. Ooh, that's so interesting. I haven't heard of them before. Yeah, the record hub. So I went in to have a look, and I found uh, rumours Fleetwood Mac was there on the front screen. I paid a fiver for that in Tots to Teens. You wouldn't know where that is. Up as a pennies. That's before my time now. It's long before mine too. (laughs) (laughs) I paid a fiver in Tots to Teens probably back in the 70s when that album came out. And I see that it's retailing now on Record Hub for 16. Right. So basically I've made a very good investment. I've tripled my investment from a fiver up to 16. Very good. um, Very proud. Good business. Yeah, good business. Very interesting site. What surprised me was that the number of artists who are actually still releasing albums on vinyl. Um, you would have thought there's something of the past, but I think it's starting to get a, quite a niche resurgence. Is it? Um, is it the tangible factor that people still want? Yeah, of well, holding, of being able to hold a record in their hand. Have you bought a record? I have in never past? in my life bought a record, so well, I'm well, not I, really, you know, the right person to be. Yeah. To be, I suppose, form an opinion on this, um, but I do get why real music enthusiasts might love actually having a collection of records it might be a bit like cash in your wallet you know uh, you can hand your credit card out to pay for something but when you actually pick out the 50 quid out of your your wallet it's real money if you like and i think it might be the same here with records is it to do with the experience as well it'd be interesting to talk to martin about about this that people you could sit down and put on a record and listen to it start to finish as opposed to you know jumping onto uh, apple music or spotify and moving from one song to the other not maybe listen to an album start to finish maybe it's some, something to do with that um, well you physically have to get up after 20 minutes and move the needle and turn the right record over and put on the other side so, so it's very healthy it's for good, you very good exercise <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting I bet you they haven't thought about that no um, so there is that but no there is something nice about being able to touch and feel this thing you know the size of an album is whatever twice the size of an A4 sheet of paper maybe is it um, the physical record in size, inside size inside has to be yeah. inside the sleeve has to be handled with care so you don't scratch it. Um, the quality of course is much better than anything, including CD quality. Um, but it's just nice to hold the thing in your hand. Of course, there is the the sleeve design, and all the graphics and all the rest of the stuff that you love. Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know the work and effort that has gone into that is is huge. And uh, just owning it, I think, is a bit different to owning an MP3 version of some album, such as Rumours, as we're talking about it. So what I'd love to know, actually, now we're talking about records, is where is the technology at now with, with um, uh, you know, record players? Are they keeping up to speed now with... 
with oh. the with the re release of records. It be might be good to get Martin on at some stage to talk about yeah what what record players would he be recommending in the year twenty twenty? Well, I'm eating for a coffee on Monday, so I'll twist his arm. But um, uh, record players, I mean, I know from my gadget magazines have come on in leaps and bounds. It used to be that a record player was this, you know, massive piece of technology actually, which could cost you thousands of pounds or euros, twenty thousand you can pay still for a turntable to play a record. Crazy stuff. Twenty thousand, well. Yeah, but I've noticed that there are those that are <clears throat> much more reasonable these days for maybe know, two or three hundred quid, and they'll also digitize, so they'll Very record good. as you go. So they'll MP three eyes for you. Some now have Bluetooth capabilities where they'll uh, Bluetooth the sound to a Bluetooth speaker, etc. Very so good. So they've basically taken the 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 fundamental or the basic record player and added these peripheral technologies around it. I think we should do a session. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'm definitely intrigued to hear more about it. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting and, and worth the session. Very good. Okay, last but not least, we talked about Foldy, mate. Which You're is, on your own in this one. I'm on my own in this one. <laughs> Solutions looking for a problem. Um, it's amazing when you start looking at the whole gadget world and indeed the software world, the amount of rubbish that is out there and yet some fool it looks like to me has coughed up lots and lots of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. or euro to finance something or to back something that that people think is a good idea so in this case we're going to do foldy mate um and uh and you, and, and you, you can guess by the name, it's your mate who helps to fold well, the, the stuff for you. Well, the tagline <laughs> is, take the work out of folding your laundry. Now, this thing looks like an old printer or a photocopying machine, a kind of a skinny one. It's about three feet high. It's got a million moving parts. And what you do is you, you put your shirt into it, or your jumper, or whatever you want to fold. And... <laughs> <laughs> you push it in. Sometimes it looks like I mean, even I have to say, even the person who was um, who did the video promo, promo video was laughing uh, as she fed in the stuff. She was definitely, she, she, even she wasn't convinced by this. Definitely, thing, I not. think. But anyway, you put in your shirt, and it chunks it up a bit like, as I say, an old printer would to, that was photocopying something. Nothing happens. It looks like for a little while, and it looks like maybe you feed in four or five. You hope that they're not being mangled. And out the bottom, then a little a little beeper, you know, sounds, and four or five shirts in a row are folded. In fairness, they do fold, and um, the cost of it isn't on the website. I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> surprise, but surprise! The, the cost to your sanity, I think, is something that should be built in. Well, I think Richard, there's the the dubious claim here, what I'm reading. Which I think this needs to be challenged. You use about eighty five days of your life folding laundry. <laughs> did you know that did you know that and that's the unique selling point of this so yeah so get gain back 85 days days of your, of life. your life if you're sitting there worried about how many how many days you're spending folding your clothes yeah. folding with a machine that's the size of a couch sitting in the corner of your your uh, room probably costs you various maybe thousand euro or something and it'll fold your shirts for you no as you said no doubt there are there may be people out there who think this is a godsend and are buying it and are using it. Well, be sure and tell us if you are and we'll have a laugh uh, about that too. But for now, um, that's our solution looking for a problem for this month. <laughs> and that also brings us to the end of uh, this podcast. Uh, once again, thank you for listening and good luck, Tony. See you next month. Thanks, folks. Many thanks, everyone. So that's it for this month's Tech Post. 
Don't forget, there'll be a new episode on the first Thursday of every month. And we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to subscribe or follow us on Twitter. Remember, it's just tech, it's not rocket science.